Hello and welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. My name is Zach Falconer Barfield. I am the first gentleman and founder of the Perfect Gentleman, and it's a special podcast today. Uh, James is not with us, sadly, um, but I am joined, uh, and I'm delighted to say I am joined once again by Leah Morrigan, who is our perfect lady and our perfect lady representative in Toronto. Hello, Leah. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. It's nice to speak to you again. And you? And uh, we're also joined for the first time on the group podcast by Paul Ernst, who is our man in Switzerland, is the perfect gentleman in Switzerland. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you having a good day, sir? Uh, yeah, it's Friday, so there's no better day than Friday. <laughs> It's Friday, it is Friday when we're recording this today. So today's topic, uh, Leah and Paul, uh, we're going to talk about the cyclical nature of fashion. I kind of think we're, we're in a point where we're sort of getting smarter again. And it's the rise and fall of fashion. And we've gone through a, a quite a long period of being very unsmart. Fashion is taking, especially men's fashion, which is probably what we talk about at the Perfect Gentleman, is taking a much more prevalent and prominent place and becoming much smarter. So that's kind of the general topic of conversation. Um, let's go for Leah first. Leah, what's, what's your thoughts on that, just as a general thing? Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm with you on that. Um, I think we also we go through periods of, I mean, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to lay it on the table, slob. Like we've been <laughs> through the slob periods. <laughs> um, and I'm in Toronto, so everyone knows that. And uh, Toronto is very, it, it tends to be very casual. Uh, possibly in in uh, contrast to other major cities, but I think also the weather has to do with it. To be honest, for example, right now today in Toronto, it's really really hot. It's almost 40 degrees with the humidex. You certainly don't want to put on a suit unless it's seersucker, of course. Um, but usually people just sort of put on a t-shirt and some cargo shorts or something nasty. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of go about their business. I don't know what. To, uh, I, of course, this isn't everyone, but um, like the men that work in the uh, financial district, for example, they would still have their suits on, but they would be in linens or seersuckers. But for the rest of the gents, there's a lot of, oh, it's too hot to look smart, unfortunately. Paul, what are your general thoughts? There's a quite funny story. Like I was just looking through some old pictures of me, so I saw like the like how I... In, evolved in the last few years so from the baggy skater style now to the to the more grown-up style like khaki pants and dress shirt and everything and well maybe i was just i'm a bit more advanced than young men here in switzerland so like switzerland is always a bit more behind but i see it slowly coming that they dress smarter as well they they put more attention, like especially to their shoes. You see, you see young guys wearing like dress shoes, like bro, uh, brogues, and all all that kind of stuff. So, I think it's taking up Switzerland as well in fashion sense. I mean, do you think that men are spending more time? looking after themselves fashion wise they're, they're taking care of it more that we have seen a growth in male grooming certainly in the last decade quite drastically the number of sales of male grooming products has grown hugely in the last decade or so do you think that that's the case in men's fashion and men's style do you think that we're taking care of ourselves a bit more thinking about what we're wearing a bit more again making an effort 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. They may not, I mean, they may still be wearing cargo shorts, <laughs> but, but there is absolutely, men are becoming more and more aware of themselves, how they groom, how they smell, how they come across that way. Um, even having, having to do with body hair, manscaping, that's grown exponentially as well. So I think that's that's a good thing, and so yes, I agree. Paul, what are you? Well, I realize it's like that we men now have more role models, like how we should dress. And then according to that one, the, the shops deliver also what men should dress. Like if you look, the men have more like, like the GQ magazine, and like they have more availability to see what is out there, how they can dress. GQ's been around for decades. GQ and Esquire have been around for a very long time, GQ especially. There's like, for example, here in Switzerland, it wasn't like really common for guys to to read the like GQ magazine or Esquire. We didn't get that like so so much here. And it's like relatively expensive if we still buy it here. So they're just like normally guys here, they go to the shop and just grab a shirt, grab a pants they don't look if it really fits very well but nowadays is like they see how it should fit them and then according to that one they buy they buy the stuff also like i guess like what helped here a lot is instagram for example you not only you see not only see models like you see average people how they can dress how they can dress properly i think that's very interesting i think that the media has played a huge part in driving that forward i mean gq's been around for a long time but there are now more men's magazines but i think the media has paid attention more now to men and what men wear we can talk about the explosion of men's fashion weeks and, and things that around the world but what also we see is red carpet men's clothing now you see you get you get that sort of thing on the on the red carpet that not just the ladies are always saying oh what you're wearing what you're wearing which is always the case but but men are now sort of going what are you wearing when you're wearing a, a, a tuxedo or something on the red carpet or wearing something and there, there is that that thing and as you say social media specifically the pictorial social medias the facebook's and the instagrams have really driven that uh style uh forward but there's the flip side to that i mean we, we've always talked about fashion and style here before and what is the difference between the two but the, the, there's the flip side to that that's a media driven thing um which is a good thing in one sense but do you think it's it has any negative connotations the bat being driven media any thoughts yes like the, the negative thing is like there's always a new trend like there's always a new trend the ripped off uh the or the ripped designer jeans and and then you had like you you saw Beckham like David Beckham wearing them and then everybody wanted to look like David Beckham it still is like this there's always this trend there's like fashion like fashion brands they just they set the trends and then they want to sell that one on the other hand what I'm like I'm as a gentleman sometimes missing is we don't have shops that sell like basic clothing just simple like a simple polo shirt or just like simple jeans or simple khaki pants that's quite hard to find here in switzerland because we are our shops they always follow what is trendy in london what is trendy in new york but we don't get like the basic stuff just as, as an aside i always find it quite amusing that the rip designer jeans are back because that was last uh, trendy in the 80s um and mm-hmm. i had them um, in the 90s yeah in the late 80s and early 90s and, and mm-hmm. my, i always remember my grandmother seeing me first time in my ripped jeans and she said darling can you not afford a pair of new jeans <laughs> and i said no no grandma these are fashionable she said well they look horrible let me patch them up for you <laughs> 
uh, to this day, now I wander around and I see all these people, and it, it is because I'm getting older, I see all these uh, people with ripped jeans, and I kind of have that echo of my grandmother in my head going, maybe I should just ask them if they need a, need a new pair of jeans, and I could I purchase one for them? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so so funny. So like when I have my ripped off jeans, I I always got that question of somebody and I was like because they know I work for my parents and they say do your parents don't pay you enough to buy some proper jeans <laughs> there are certain trends that should not come back into fashion no. and, and ripped jeans are one of them I'm afraid so I mean on a practical level ripped jeans they're not built to last I don't know how many washes they can go through before they disintegrate <laughs> But they're not exactly practical. Well, there is that. And I have this thing. I'm sorry, people who make and wear ripped jeans. I do apologize up front. Um, spending hundreds of dollars on ripped jeans. Why not just get a pair of cheaper jeans and rip them? <laughs> That's a little more economical, I think. It's thrifting. We're talking sustainability and thrifting this month in the Perfect Gentleman. Right. So I think it's sustainable. There you go. Go buy a secondhand pair of jeans and rip them yourself. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, going back on topic a little bit. Leo, what's your experience? Is that true in, in Toronto? Is, is it hard to find men's stores that provide what I would call the men's style basics? I don't have that problem because that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Right, for, for my clients. I, I tend not to work with, you know, young guys that are really into trendy stuff. I tend to, to work with men that are sort of older and want that they you know they understand that their wardrobe is their investment and it's meant to last and it's meant to be uh it's meant to have staying power if he buys a a jacket or a coat you know he expects to be be able to wear it three four years down the road Mm. there's lots and lots of uh shops for young people that would carry that sort of thing but in general i don't usually work with that kind of man that looks for that sort of style just as in general is there a lot of stores that cater for that in in toronto as opposed to not or i mean in london it's pretty even but i don't know yeah i think it's probably pretty even too uh it's probably half and half i mean there's lots of different types of stores you know, chain stores that, you know, we all share in Europe and in North America that we carry both. So I think it's probably balanced. Yeah. Well, Paul, that's fine. You have to either come to London or Toronto and get 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 style clothing, which I'm quite surprised about, actually, because I would have thought Switzerland would be more conservative. We don't like now we just have like small shops they closing down because economy the economy is not so good so you only have the big brands like H&M, Massimo Dutti and Zara and they just have what's trendy so like that's why when I travel like I not normally don't buy stuff here anymore because I want to look for base like just basic stuff and then once a year I buy something that's more like more trendy more fashionable but then I can combine it with with like basic stuff. But I don't want to look like uh, like a picture out of a GQ magazine. <laughs> That's why I like to come to London because in London like, I get a Uniqlo, which totally serves like to the basic, affordable man's fashion. So where do you think we are on the curve of I'll usually as words slob to style, and what makes that? change that's a good question because i live in canada it's very temperate here we've we've all got two wardrobes if not four (laughs) honestly because of our weather and so we have to be able to have clothing for whatever we need for uh, of of different weights uh, for different reasons as i said in the summertime people tend to slack off i mean even me it's just the easiest thing is just put on a one-piece dress done 
but when the when the temperatures change, we tend to spiff up. And also, we all, I, I think, at least in Canada, we have to think about, you know, in summertime, people are going to the cottage, they're on holidays, they're sort of taking it easy. But in the fall, we get back down to business. And that's when we see that we begin to spiff up again. And partially, it's because the weather has cooled, and we can wear more layers, we can wear different fabrics and things like that. So we have, I think, in Canada and parts of the United States, we have more clothing options because of the weights of the of the garments that we need. And so for Canada, at least, I think it's uh, weather driven. Well, it's OK. We have that all in one day in the UK. So we have to change clothes <laughs> four times a day. To get through um, so but I mean, more, more sorry, if the slog to style. Yeah, in general. I mean, yeah, our, I, our style, where are we? Do you think we are? We're on the I think we're, we're coming back up again. And, we're coming back up again, yeah. I think so, yeah. Or maybe, well, maybe this is wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do see, like, I'm around a lot of young men because of what I do, and I'll see them in their really, really casual clothes, and I'll see them in their spiffed-up clothes for evening. It depends where they are, but I, I think that men are becoming more aware of their style and more aware of how important their clothing is and how they present. And so I think that they're making more of an effort to spiff up again. We're on the way out. I, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. What influences those changes? I mean, we've talked about media, but it has been cyclical for many years, the swings and roundabouts of, of style. And generally over decades, it's not a quick curve, as it were. Right. You can trace it all the way back to the Middle Ages and then, then the Regency and the dandyism and the conservative mm-hmm. Victorianism. And, the, you know, you can you can see the waves of fashion and certainly the last century you saw it, the, the conservatism post-Victorian into the Edwardian and then the flappers. And then during the, the long weekend period between the wars, it became very fashion conscious, style conscious, and then mm-hmm. dropped off again and then mm-hmm. came back. You know, So we, we see that happen quite regularly through time. So what do you think is influencing that beyond the media? Is, do you think there's a, a reason why we're being influenced into sort of climbing the style ladder again? Yes, of course, it's the media that's influencing us. But I think also, because good fashion is now more readily available for more people, men want to dress for success. They know how they come across. I mean, not all of them, of course, but they know how they could come across and they know how important their image is. But I think also part of the drive to dress better may be coming from women who may have higher expectations of men and how they dress and how they present. I mean, of course, you know, social media and the internet, there are millions of stories and opinions about men's clothing by women. In fact, I I just listened to, did I read it or did I I listen to it? I can't remember anymore. Uh, Women talking about how nasty cargo shorts are. I'm going to go back to that again. Women hate them. They're awful. I know men dig them because they're practical and, you know, you don't really have to think about them and all of that, but they look terrible. I don't care how practical they are. And so I think men getting an influence from women and how we view their clothing, that's going to influence them. Mm, I like that thought. Paul, any thoughts on your part? I can totally agree with that one, that women always dress up nicely. So in the end, they want to have a guy next to their side that matches them. So they don't want like, Mm -hmm. if if you, if if a lady dresses up in a nice black dress, cocktail dress, she doesn't want to have a guy that is wearing cargo pants and flip flop. <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> no. Cargo pants, flip flops, and a wife beater t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
No, we don't want that. We don't want and, that. And, and, a, and a pint of Guinness, right? It's not visually appealing. <laughs> <laughs> what I also think what may have an influence on guys is that they realize that they start realizing that it's not only like we say it's not only about the, the knowledge they have or the skills they have. It's like how they represent the, themselves in in like as you say dress for success. So they want to become more successful. So they need to brand themselves to the business world. I think that's very true. And because of social media, specifically things like Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook, we are now much more image image conscious and we're led by the image much more. And that perception of being successful, but not only just being successful, but that perception of being trustworthy and dependable and all that sort of stuff. We talk about this on the Perfect Gentleman courses, especially when you talk about building a wardrobe and picking a suit, is how that, that limbic brain trains you to sort of look at someone in a suit and go they're not a threat whether that's right or wrong is irrelevant in this context but that's the animal part of our brain kicking in there so i think that's kind of interesting and i think you're right paul and and leo there's great points and i think that's very true i think it's driving the more stylish men to embrace it more and and drive it more i know you're talking off air um, before leo you're working with toronto men's fashion week um, which is a fantastic thing. I'm, I wholly heartedly say all our listeners who are in Toronto, go and embrace Toronto Men's Fashion Week and yes. see if you can get involved in some way, shape or form. Go see Leah's fantastic work. You're basically dealing with all the models. Well, they're in that business. Do you see them caring much more about off-camera, as it were, off-stage, caring about much more they dress and that sort of behaviour? You know, it's interesting. So I'm the man- manager of model relations at, at Men's Fashion Week, and uh, they're men. They're young men like anybody else. I mean, they happen to photograph beautifully, but, but they're just a bunch of guys, right? And they're all lovely young men. And they they're young so they're going to they're going to wear their trendy clothes their ripped up jeans their whatever to be comfortable but at the same time they know how to dress properly because they work with designers and they walk for designers and they and they shoot for designers i think that they're just more aware and they know what to do they know how to do it right and i don't think i've ever seen any of them in cargo shorts (laughs) 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 let me just put it that way (laughs) You were telling us before, tell us about your anecdote about you gave them a speech recently. We have over about 100 models this season, and I was lucky enough to address almost all of them at once in one room uh, a few nights ago, just to sort of get them ready for fashion week and what to expect and the protocol and all of that sort of thing. So as I'm speaking to them, I'm addressing them as gentlemen. And, and after a while, I said to them, you know, you may be wondering why I'm addressing you as gentlemen and gents. And it's because that's how I expect you to behave while you're working for Tom. And I said to them, who knows the first rule of gentlemen? Anybody? Anybody? No, there was no answer. I said, okay, let me tell you. The first rule of gentlemen is respect. And respect is three prong. Respect for yourself, respect for other people, and respect for the world around you, and in this case, the, the immediate re- environment uh, of, our, of our site where we're doing the, the fashion shows. I explained to them why this is important. First of all, you take care of yourself, you eat well, you sleep well, you keep going to the gym, you keep yourself in shape to feel good, and I have to follow the same rules because it's a bit grueling through, through the week. And then I said, you have to also treat other people within your environment 
with respect. For example, you clean up after yourself. You take responsibility for yourself. You're kind to everyone. You help people. They all really seemed to understand where I was coming from. So I was really delighted to see that kind of recognition on their faces and to know that I am going to respect them as much as they're going to respect me. Leah, excuse me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Zach. You also had a hand in this. <laughs> I also wholeheartedly applaud. Oh, yeah, but you did it. You spoke in front of them. And, you know, it's very interesting you say that and then you watch them, you imbue people with pride and respect and say that I'm going to do that, then they tend to feel that. You know, there's that kind of mutual growth of like, well, okay, if you expect that of me, I shall become that. Yes, I totally agree with it. If you're with someone who's who's kind of cranky and who's kind of nasty in general, but you turn around and you speak to them with respect and you treat them kindly, you will watch their behavior change immediately. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to see their behaviour during the whole of Toronto Men's Fashion Week, Tom, and see that they all behave like gentlemen. I expect that they will, yes. (laughs) We should get a medal or a badge for the Toronto Men's Gentleman Collection. (laughs) Maybe we should start our own line and we'll be in next season. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, get get a little badge saying, I was a gentleman at Tom. Yeah, (laughs) that's a great idea. We're actually doing that for the Perfect Gentleman later this year and into next. We're actually going to do badges and pins for people who go on our courses and come through our trainings for next season we'll sort that out okay people who you consider to be gentlemen and behave like gentlemen you could you can hand them out the very limited edition and exclusive tom gentleman pin nice one of the things we want to do we wanted to get cards made little like business cards to be able to be handed out to people who behaved like gentlemen or dressed like gentlemen or who did something gentlemanly or were dressed like gentlemen. Oh, that, a very good reinforcement. Exactly. So hand them a card saying, you, we consider you to be a gentleman. And the back end of that would be you go onto the website, go onto our website, and you get enough of these cards, you get something from us for free. Nice. Great idea. That's our plan for later in the year. Carrot is better than stick, generally. Absolutely. We've got off topic. <laughs> Completely off topic. That's the way, the joy of these podcasts. We did this last time, we'll do it again. I actually am quite intrigued why, because uh, I always thought that Switzerland is quite conservative in its dress. Is it quite conservative or is that a generational thing, Paul? I think it's a generational thing. And also, like, where you work, like, your working place, I think. Of course, if you work in banks or insurance, then you're, you're dressing more conservative. But they wear a black suit with a, with a red tie, then you know they work for UBS and like a uniform for them it's not but then but you look at their faces and then you see that that's not actually what they want to wear it's like they work for that place so they don't they don't wear their clothes like with respect and sometimes when i go to those bank like to those banks and to my bank clerk and i i realized he is not happy in that job. He's just doing the job for the money. So, and that's that's how he wears his clothes as well. That's no, if I could just interrupt you, Paul. That is a fascinating statement that you just made, because that's that talks about the reflection of our clothing on our psyche. Yeah, it's very true. It's, it is great. It's a great point, point. and and one that's very true. 
you know, you wear clothing that makes you feel good, you will feel good. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I read a, an interesting book the other day about tidying up. It was a Japanese lady who's written a book about tidying up. But basically one of the things she asks herself when she picks up her, her piece of clothing is, does it bring me joy? Oh, I love that idea. Well, I think that's what Paul's talking about. It's like you should actually be wearing clothes that bring you joy. Yeah. Smarter clothes, of course, because we're the perfect gentlemen. We don't want you to wear in cargo pants, even if cargo pants bring you joy. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem like a joyous piece of clothing to me i don't know just as a complete aside i can see it on a gentleman with a pith helmet and a safari jacket traipsing through tundra of africa but i can't see it anywhere else we're almost wrapped up for time oh good god joyful conversation as always uh, any last comments or thoughts leah paul gentlemen's out there always keep in mind you should dress as you always have a nice date or you're meeting a, an important person because you never know what com is coming around the next corner. I like that. It's good, solid advice. Very good. And so my final comment plays off of Paul's statement there earlier and yours, Zachary, about dress in something that makes you feel good and happy that you can operate well in. I like that. Absolutely. And I, my final tip is even if you're at home, dress up. A lot of us work from home or have home offices or, or do a lot of stuff without engaging with other people. Working in your pyjamas is one thing, but it actually changes your come back to your psyche. If you dress like you're at work, you will feel more like you're at work. So continuing on that theme. Anyway, I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about. If you want to get in touch with us or you want any comments or concerns about the podcast we've just done or you want to throw a, your weight into the discussion, please drop us an email at inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All of us are individually and also as The Perfect Gentleman. We always love to hear from our groups. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you, Leah, very much from Toronto. Thank you for taking your time out from the organising hundreds of gorgeous male models. You're welcome. My pleasure. And Paul, thank you very much for joining us from Switzerland. Enjoy the rest of your evening and weekend. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you both. Have a great week. Thank you, Zach. Have a great weekend too. Thanks. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by the Perfect Gentleman Group Limited and was edited by Andy Nichol at the Pistachio Palace.